Well, let's draw our attention now to the Word of God. Um, if you turn, I'd invite you to turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. It's, a, it's always a joy to be together, isn't it? To have fellowship and just these precious times getting caught up with each other's lives in the past week. And it's always good. Now let's turn our attention to, to this very Word of God. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. We've just been looking at these two verses for some time now. We've been looking at each word. It says, uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Let's pray. Father, the joy is ours to sing about your great faithfulness. Um, Lord, we, we, we take it for granted. We don't even think about it. But morning by morning, your, your mercies are new. You're, you're faithful, Lord, day after day. Week after week, month after month, the Lord, and we don't even realize it. We don't even think your your patience, your your grace to us on a daily basis. You're just faithful. You're a faithful God. In your Word, Lord, as we focus our attention now, as we look into your Word, we thank you so much for it as well. Um, now, Lord, may we see. As has been said in the video, may we see its true value. May we see it for what it is, the very Word of God. Lord, we, we thank You. The privilege is ours. What a, what a pleasure. I pray, Lord, for clarity. I pray, Lord, for understanding. I pray, Lord, that, that we would be practical in the way we apply it to our life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been moving through the fruits of the Spirit, and it's been a joy in my own heart. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's been convicting, really life-changing as I think through these, these characteristics that need to be in our lives and these characteristics that the Lord is producing in our lives through the work of the Holy Spirit. And their character, they're, they're what our... Lives are to be made up of. There are habits. There are reactions to uh, to life. It, 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 is, it is who we are. It becomes a pattern of our life. These fruits of the Spirit. Um, and they're being produced by the Holy Spirit. He is working in our life to produce these things. To see to it that these characteristics are, are accurate and, and are there in our life. Um, Paul, Paul encourages us throughout Scripture, actually a couple of times, uh, to examine our own self and to see whether we are in the faith, he says. We are to test ourselves to see if we are in the faith. And, and when we do that, we, uh, we, we set our lives against some kind of standard. Lord, am I truly a believer? Am I truly within the faith? Am I truly... A believer. And, uh, and we have to gauge it by something. And, and I'm finding myself, Lord, 
Are these things true in my life? These things are becoming, are becoming a gauge for me. A gauge for me to, for me to examine my own life to see if these things are, are true. And these are fruits. These are fruits of the Spirit that are being worked out. These are, so I can see, begin to see a spiritual reality in my life. And I'm reminded of John chapter 15 where Jesus said, uh, Jesus said, that uh, my Father is glorified by this in that you bear much fruit. So as we are bearing this fruit, as this fruit is being produced in our life, it's reflecting God's character, God's glory, back to Him and to the rest of the world. And it brings evidence that I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, because I'm bearing much fruit, and God is glorified in that. He says, and prove to be my disciples. Proving it who? Proving it to myself. These things are true in my life. So therefore, I see these things. And what else it says? It, it also says that, that Christianity is not, is not just some philosophy that we buy into. It's not some just Bible knowledge. Some intellectual stimulation that we, we have when we, when we get together. Talking about spiritual things. It's not just giving to the poor, but it's, it's producing these things, these fruits in our life. It's a change of character. It's a change of who we are. It's a change of who we are. And the Bible would say this, and Christ would say this, no fruit, no Christian. That's how important these things are. No fruit, no Christian. If you are not seeing these fruits produced in your life, you have reason to question yourself. So these become a gauge to our spiritual life. And we see these patterns developing in our life of this love and joy and peace. And now we've come to faithfulness. Faithfulness. And faithfulness has been a hallmark, really, of Christianity throughout the the ages. In fact, even in Scripture, um, a very verse that you you know well uh, they went out from us because they were not of us that speaks to faithfulness faithfulness so we see it really all throughout scripture as well it's not just a hallmark of the christian life in in our times but it's also a hallmark in the christian life in scripture faithfulness that's how important it is now past few generations past few uh, 20, 30 years that because of hypocrisy, because of, of what faithfulness has been associated with, and sometimes even the charismatic movement has contributed to this, faithfulness is no longer really the, the hallmark of the Christian life. It, it seems the hallmark of the Christian life has been replaced with excitement and enthusiasm and experience. But that's not what we see in Scripture. Faithfulness. Faithfulness to, to live out the very character of God, to live out the very character of Christ that is producing in our life on a faithful day in, day out, month in, month out basis. We live those things out in our life. Produce, that, that gives evidence. It's a high mark. It's, a, it's the mark of a genuine believer. Christ Himself said, If you love Me, you will keep My commandments. That's keep on, keeping on. That's faithful, continuously keeping My commandments. He also said, once a a person puts his hand to the plow, if he looks back, he's not even worthy of Me. 
talks about faithfulness and how important faithfulness is. When he comes back, when Christ comes back and he's going to, he's going to come back, when he comes back and, and we are gathered to him and I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Those are characteristics. That's a characteristic of our life that's so important that we see in scripture. And we've seen, I've seen in my own lifetime, just my own uh, experience, these uh, flashes in the pan, these, these people that, uh, that, that uh, join the church, they, they come along and there's a, a lot of excitement and they, they, uh, a lot of enthusiasm, but they don't have faithfulness. They just, they just fall away. There's no long-term spiritual stability there. It's like the, the parable that Jesus said of the farmer who throws out the seed and some sows on good soil and some on uh, bad soil. And, and it springs up. It springs up, but when the sun comes out, when the heat's on, they just kind of wither away or the, the, they're crowded out by other things. And it's, it's faithfulness. It's stick It's that thing that just keeps on keeping on in spite of the trials in our life. Faithfulness many times is seen as, as boring. People associate it with, with dead orthodoxy. Just faithful, plodding along. Uh, no fun about it. Just soberness. Uh, that's not the kind of faithfulness that we see in Scripture. Faithfulness, though, is not dependent upon our emotional state. It's not dependent upon our emotional state. It's, in, it's really in spite of our emotions many times. But uh, emotions, emotions don't go far enough. That's not deep enough. That, that the, our emotions are only going to take us so far. But it, it takes a, a, minute, a mental uh, stability, a mental power, reasoning ability to go the distance. There's some depth about faithfulness and not so much the emotional uh, adrenaline. Now, I'll try to tell you, show you the difference. I've had the privilege of climbing Mount Whitney. Now, Mount Whitney is the, the tallest of the, of the mountains in the continental United States. And um, the way now you can cheat. You can drive up most of the way and, and uh, park your car and get out and walk. Uh, it's, it can be a day hike. It's, it's usually more than just a day hike. But you're up to almost 15,000 feet. And that's hard on, the, it's hard on you. It's, it's a difficult climb. You're up above the tree line and it's, it's, just, it's hard. And the way we did it, though, is we hiked. We came up from the back. Not the commercial way. We come up from the back, hiked two or three days in, got up to about 14,000, 13 to 14,000 feet, and we camped there and we let our bodies kind of acclimate. And then, and then very early in the morning, and you have to start early in the morning, two or three o'clock in the morning, when it's still dark, uh, in order to be able to peak, because you, you're climbing a couple thousand feet, you peak about noon or one o'clock, and then you come back down, and you have to be down before before it gets dark. You don't want to be up there when the weather changes, and so it's a, a quick quick thing. And you would think, well, man, you could just you could just do that quickly, but it, let me tell you, it's not depending on your emotions. Your emotions are all over the place. It depends upon your commitment. So you're there and you're above 13 or 14,000 feet and getting close to the top and all the emotions gone. And then now it's just dogging it out. 
It's just faithfulness. It's just putting one foot in front of the other foot. And you're, you're gasping for air because of the, your, your lungs are not acclimated and your head might be uh, achy because of the uh, uh, a lack of hydration. And, and you're just tired and you want to stop. But you keep on going. That's faithfulness. And it's a mental thing. Now, the Christian life is a life of faithfulness. Faithfulness is that, that fidelity, you, you, that single-mindedness of commitment. It's a loyalty. It could be translated trustworthiness. I will do what I say I'm going to do. What I've committed to do, I will do. That's the idea. And the thing is, it's, it's part of God's character. It's a part of who God is. And we've sung the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. If you turn over to the Lamentations, uh, you see the verse where we get this song from. Lamentations chapter 3. In verse 22, the author says this, and I love this, this is so good. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases. His loving kindness, it's talking about His grace, never ceases. Day in, day out, His grace is always there. Never ceases. That's faithful. For His compassion never fails. That's faithful. He is every day, He has compassion. He's a compassionate God. They are new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Great is thy faith. It's a characteristic of God. And the verse that Tim read for us in, uh, in first, or Second Timothy, he said, even though we may be faithless, even though our faith may wane, even though we may kind of die out, he, is, he remains faithful. It's a characteristic, characteristic of, of his life. It's, it's who he, he is. It's, it's part of his nature. Now, uh, God is so God is patient. He is patient to to all, but He is faithful to those who love Him, and that's kind of that's kind of what we see in Scripture. And and so then it it stands to reason those who are then born of God, born again, born of God, are marked with this characteristic of faithfulness, faithfulness. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul said to the saints who are, at, who are faithful at Ephesus. And he's equating those who are saints are faithful. Those who are faithful are saints. It's a, it's a mark of the believer's life. It's a characteristic of the believer's life. But one of my favorite verses concerning this mark of the believer's life is in Revelation 17. When this is, this is stated, Revelation 17 verse 14, it says this, These will... Wage war against the Lamb. That's Christ. And the Lamb will overcome them. Very very simple terms, but just incredible idea. The Lamb will overcome them because He is Lord of lords and King of kings. And those who are with Him are the, the called characteristic of the believer. Called. They're called. Those who are drawn by God to Him. The called, the chosen, and the faithful. It's a mark of a true believer to be be faithful. Be faithful. We're faithful day in, day out. Um, Proverbs says, uh, Solomon says, it's it's hard to find a, a faithful man. He says, many men proclaim their own loyalty. 
He says, but, but who can find a trustworthy man? Who can find him? It's, it's hard. You, you look and, and man, we're not so faithful. We, we talk a good game, but when it comes down to it, we're not so faithful. But uh, as Christians, as believers, as a, as a pastor, I am to look for faithful men. And Tim read us this verse as well in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. He says, The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men. You find those faithful men and you entrust, you impart this, this uh, gospel to them. Who are able then to teach others also. So you have three generations. You have Paul, those who have, who have been faithful, that they have been entrusted to this gospel, and then those who are, who are, uh, who they teach. So you have three, uh, three generations there. And that's talking about faithfulness. And so we look for faithful men. Now it's not just talking about long-term faithfulness, this, uh, this commitment long-term, but it's talking about the, Faithfulness, the day in, day out demonstration of that faithfulness to Christ on a daily basis. See, well, I thought love was the hallmark of all of the all of the fruits of the Spirit. Love is the motivation. But faithfulness, faithfulness is what we do and the way we do it. There's a couple of misconceptions. Let me just throw these out. Couple of misconceptions about faithfulness. Some people would, would say that um, faithfulness is not an indication of spiritual reality. And to a point, you could say, yeah, that's true, because you, you could be faithful in anything. But I have to remind us of this. First John chapter 2, he says, They went out from us, for, but they were not really of us. If they, would, if they had been of us, they would have remained. They would have been faithful. It has to be there. It has to be there. It's a hallmark. Some people would say, well, that's just self-effort. Faithfulness is just self-effort. Just dogging it out. Just, just doing it in our own strength. Not necessarily. Paul says this, uh, Philippians chapter 3, he said, Brethren, I do not regard myself as to has, have laid hold on it yet. And he goes on down, he says, I press on toward the goal of the prize, the upward calling. Now that's faithfulness. It's not boring faithfulness. It's not, uh, it's not a drudgery, but I press on. I, I look at the, the Christ that I'm going for, and I'm looking at this, this prize that I'm going for. So there's nothing boring, there's nothing passive about it. It's an aggressive thing, and it's not self, self-effort. In Scripture, we are to pursue these things day in, day out. We are to have faithfulness. It's commanded. It's assumed even throughout Scripture. Faithfulness is essential for the believer. Now, here's what I want us to see. Here's the point. The Holy Spirit is producing loyalty. It's a loyalty, a trustworthiness, a loyalty to Christ in the life of the believer that is that is demonstrated through ultimate commitment to Him. So ultimately we're going to be there with Him in heaven. And that's, that's good. But also a, as a daily, uh, as well as daily faithfulness to Christ. It's a loyalty, an ultimate commitment, but it's also a daily faithfulness to Christ day in, day out. That's what we see in Scripture. It's both. 
It's not just, okay, well, I'm going to get there at the end and I'll remain faithful. I'll be there. No, it's, it's faithful every day, every day, every week, every month. And the question we'll look at is, what is, what do we need to keep in mind? What do we need to keep in mind to become more faithful? That's what we want, isn't it? Lord, let us be more faithful. And there's three quick things, and we'll just move through these. Three things to keep in mind. And, and we have to keep these things in mind. If it's not an, an emotional adrenaline rush, it's a mental thing. And we have to keep things in mind. When I'm, when I'm walking up between 13,000 to 15,000 feet and I'm putting one step in front of the other, it, it's a mind game. And it's, a, it's the mind overcoming all of the obstacles. My feet hurt. My toenail is even loose. My heel has blisters on it. And I'm talking myself, uh, talking to myself to, to turn back. And I say, no, I can't. I can't turn back. I have to talk to myself. And, I, and it's these things that come into my mind that, that I'm, I can say, no, I, I want to do this. I want to do this. And out of the, the ten that we, um, that we went up with, I think it was ten of us, only, only a couple of us peaked. Only a couple of us. who turned back. Most of them turned back because of bad shoes, uh, blisters, uh, tired, too much, too much weight. All kinds of reasons. But I, I kept going because you, you have to talk to your, you have to talk yourself through these things and it's, uh, these are, these are some things that we have to do. We have to keep in mind. Number one, our faithfulness is to Christ. This is what, this is what's going to get you, um, through difficult times. We keep in mind that your faithfulness is to Christ. Ultimately to Christ. Why? In John chapter six, I love this. John chapter six, verse 66. Jesus, uh, is facing this situation. He says, um, as a result, many of the disciples, many of his disciples withdrew and were no longer with him any longer. No longer with him any, uh, no longer walking with him anymore. Jesus said to his twelve, to the twelve, you do not want to go away too, or also do you? Simon Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Now that's going to be, that's a mindset. That's, that's just setting Peter up to be faithful, isn't it? Peter had it right. He, Lord, where else do we go? I mean, you are the one who is the giver of life. Your words is what, is what sustains us in this spiritual life. Where else do we go? There's no place to go. And man, when there's no place to go, you just keep plodding along. You keep being faithful. You just keep on going. And our focus is upon Christ. Another reason our focus is on Christ, in Hebrews chapter 12, the uh, author of Hebrews mentions this, that He is our Savior. He is the author and perfecter or finisher, completer of our faith. It's not of us. He is going to finish it. He, he began it, He is the author of it, and He is going to finish it. He is the completer of it. We serve Him, we focus on Him, we're faithful to Him because He is the Savior. He is the one that's giving us this salvation. Another reason, Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 5, is because He is the head. He is the head of the church. We are the body, 
And He is the head. We respond to Him. We're looking at Him. And in chapter 5 in Ephesians, He is also the groom. We're the bride, so we submit ourselves to Him. It's the, it's the bride and groom. It's the, the head and the body as they come together, working in perfect harmony together. We have to stay focused upon Christ. Stay focused upon Christ. That's who we look for. If we're going to be faithful, we have to focus on Christ. Let me give you one other reason. And that's because He is the builder of the church. He is the one building this church. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, He said, I will build My church. So He is going to do it. And He says, the gates of hell will not, not to come up against it. Nothing's going to stop it, he says. So we focus upon Christ because he is building us. He is building his church and that's us. It's our focus, our loyalty, our commitment is to Christ. Now, let me just try to pull that down to a practical level. To commit yourself to Christ is to commit yourself to his church. To commit yourself to Christ is to commit yourself to His church. And that's a local assembly of believers. And we demonstrate our commitment to Christ through our commitment to the church. That's how we, that's how we do it. That's, where, that's our, where our loyalty lies. It's to Christ. We're not just following some church, some group of people here. We're following Christ through this church. And it's uh, like Peter's, or like, uh, yeah, like Peter said, Lord, where do we go to find the words of life? Where do we go to find the words of life? It's, it comes from you. And so we, we are devoted ourselves. In fact, that, that brings me to this. When you devote yourself to Daniel's Bible Church, what are you committing yourself to? What are you faithful to? It's not to, it's not to me. It's not to our elders. It, what do we commit ourselves to? We commit ourselves when you, and this is, this has been a tradition at Daniel's Bible Church for so long. This is, when you commit yourself and you're faithful to Daniel's Bible Church, you're faithful, you're committing yourself to faithful teaching of the Word of God. It's the words of Christ that, that bring life. And that's what we just faithfully teach, line upon line, precept upon precept, word upon word, slowly moving through verse upon verse. Because this is the word of life. So we commit ourselves to this word. And, and, and so we, as a church, commit ourselves to this and, and commit ourselves to the faithful teaching and preaching of this word. Here at Daniel's Bible Church also, you commit yourself to people. To people. Um, to people of like-minded, people who love the Word of God just like you. And you come alongside and we all together are, are gathering around this Word. What does it say today? What does the Word of life say? And we all love this Word and so we're committed to one another in, in, this, in this Word, in this uh, gathering around this Word. And, and there's a loyalty to the people. To other people who love God, other members who are also faithful, we come alongside, come alongside one another. We commit ourselves to one another. When you're not here, I know it. And when you're not here, other people know it. And they say, where was so-and-so today? And, and there's a vacancy. There's, a, there's something we miss. How are they doing? Is there anything going on? Can we pray for them? There's a love there that... Uh, 
That's commitment. Showing faithfulness. Showing loyalty to Christ through commitment to His local church. There's also another thing. You commit yourself to Daniel's Bible. We are committed to the truth. We're committed to the truth, and that's the, the faithful doctrine, that foundational doctrine that we, that we commit ourselves true, uh, to. We, just, we, we discover truth as, as it's revealed in God's Word, and we say, we will stand on this truth. So we commit ourselves to truth, no matter what it says. And Pastor Flager has taken some, some hits throughout the, the years of 40 years of ministry because he's been faithful to this Word, to the truth of this Word. And, and it's been hard. It's been hard. It's been a faithful, long, hard road. But we remain committed. Where else do we go for the words of life? It's Christ. And we're focused on Christ. We're committed to Christ. And a commitment to these things is a commitment to Christ. And I have to ask you, are you faithful to church? Are you, are you demonstrating your faithfulness to Christ by, by being here in church? Um, and I'm not just saying that as a, as a pastor. I, I'm exhorting us. Examine your own self, Paul said, to, to make sure these things are true in your life. Are you pursuing Christ? Are you loyal to Christ? And we need to keep in mind that we're faithful, faithful to Him. Number two... Number two, we need to keep in mind, being faithful is always practical. There's always some practical element to being faithful. Christ said, if you love me, you will keep my command. You want to show your, your love? You want to demonstrate your love to me, your loyalty to me, your commitment to me? It's going to be seen through keeping my commandments. That's real practical. Lord, can you make it just easier? Can I just commit? Just sign me. Let me just sign a paper and that'll be all. No, you, you love me. You keep my commandments. That's practical. That's hard stuff. But that's the reality. That's the reality. We need to keep that in mind. Faithfulness is just, it's practical. It's always practical. It's always seen in some tangible way. I love what James says, and he's he's getting at the same point here. James chapter 1, he says this, um, James chapter 1 and verse, verse 26, he says this, If anyone think himself to be religious, and that's where many times, oh boy, I'm a religious person. If anyone thinks himself to be religious, and yet does not bridle his tongue, man, that's practical, doesn't bridle his tongue, but deceives him his own heart. This man's religion is worthless. If it's not practical, if it's not where you live, it's not reality. It's worthless. And then he goes on. He says, pure and undefiled religion is this. And he gets to the most practical thing. He says, in the sight of God is, is the, is, as the sight of God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows. Now that's practical. Now, he's not just summing it up and just, okay, you do these things. and No, he's just showing this is a practical thing. It's not some theoretical thing that we do, some you know, religion that we kind of are committed ourselves to. And it's constantly being worked out in our life. It's a constant thing. It's a very practical, constant uh, continuation in our, in our life. Now, the thing is, is when you're faithful, when you're faithful... You get better and better at something. Um, and so Jesus says this, and again, this is practical. 
Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, he says this. He says, um, his master, Jesus gives this parable, and his master comes in, in, in this parable, and he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's good. I want Christ to say that about Carl Dingus. He, he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. And I've given you a little bit here. You've been faithful with these things. I will put you in charge of many things. Here, here's your reward for your faithfulness and these small things. I'm going to give you bigger responsibilities. Because why? Because I know I can trust you in the little things. That's faithfulness. I know I can trust you in the little things. That's practical. That's where we live, folks. We show ourselves faithful in the little things and and people begin to recognize it and God moves and and we begin to say, hey, that guy needs to take on some more responsibility. He could take on greater responsibility. He becomes more and more faithful and greater responsibility as a result. It's a very practical thing. It's tangible. In in Acts chapter 6, we also see it's a tangible thing. When the... uh, the uh, disciples, they're in the church of Jerusalem and uh, they're wanting to be faithful to the word and prayer, faithful to ministry. And they're being pulled away. They're trying to do a good thing here. They're feeding, feeding these widows, feeding these, uh, these people, which is an, an excellent thing. We need to do those things. And, uh, but they're being pulled away from their job, from their responsibility. And they said, hey, it's not good for us. And he said this, But we will devote ourselves, that's faithfulness, we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the Word. That's faithfulness. Don't get me sidetracked. I've got to stay focused. This is what's important. And so they establish other men who will be faithful in these things and will free them up to be able to do ministry. And I'm so glad for men like that and people within the church that, that kind of free me up to, to prayer and the ministry of the Word. And I, I tell you, a faithful man is, is David, uh, Dave Alderman. He's so faithful. I appreciate him. He frees me up on a daily basis. Tim, uh, Pastor Tim, also, he frees me up on a daily basis so that I can, I can focus. Focus on ministry. And we've got to, we've got to have... That I want you to see this principle. And uh, turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 15. Now this is Paul's bringing it down and showing how practical ministry is and how much faithfulness that it takes and how much focus that it takes. And he says this in verse 15, Take pains... Now Paul, Paul is, uh, Paul is the Apostle Paul and he's training this young minister, Timothy. And he set him in, in Ephesus and he's now sending him a letter now. Timothy, here's what a good ministry looks like. Here's what a good ministry has devoted themselves to and, and how to discipline yourself to be a minister. And he says, take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them. So that your progress may be evident to all. Timothy, show faithfulness in that. So people can look. People on the outside, even church people, can look and say, Man, he's gotten better at that. He's gotten, he has improved in that area. I see growth in that area. And he says, I want people to see growth in your life. So that your progress will be evident to all. Everybody says, Hey, man, he's gotten better. I see progress. That's good. That's good. He goes on to say, now look at this. 
Chapter, 16, or chapter 4, verse 16. Pay close attention, he goes on to say, to yourself and to your teaching. Man, he's really narrowing it down to getting real practical. And he says, pay close attention to yourself, to your teaching. Persevere in these things. It's faithfulness. Keep on. Keep on. It's hard, Timothy. I know studying that word is hard, but keep on keeping on. He said, in doing these things, um, for you will also do this, uh, as you do this, will endure, uh, ensure salvation both for yourself and for your hearers. What's at stake, Timothy? If you're not faithful, you could slip. But you keep doing what you're doing and you're establishing, you're establishing a a, a pattern of salvation here. You're teaching. And it's not just affecting you, Timothy, it's affecting everyone else. It's affecting other people. It's practical, isn't it? You cannot say that I'm a Christian without being uh, faithful in some tangible way. Faithfulness must be seen. Some people uh, think that they can live Christian life in the abstract. It, it really never comes down and filters down to the real life, daily life. Uh, it's Christianity in the abstract. That's why I put on, it's, it's the fruit of the Spirit in real life. These things have to become part of who we are in real life, in day-to-day life. It's like joining the army and not, not ever Getting into shape, not ever doing any calisthenics, not ever really applying yourself. You, you can't do that. It, it can't happen. It can't be done. It's like being a mom and not ever having to cook or never having, having to clean or take care of anything. That's just what being a mom is. It's like being a, a husband who, who doesn't go to work. It doesn't provide. The, the, the two are, are essential. That's what's what we do. And it's very practical. It's a very practical way. You say, well, how, how do we show our faithfulness? How is it seen? What is the practicality of it? Well, we do our God-given responsibilities. And we do have them. We have responsibilities in Scripture. God-given responsibilities. And we do them faithfully. Day in, day out. I'm a father. Day in, day out. I'm a husband. Day in, day out. Faithfulness. Also, purity. We're committing ourselves to purity. Godly, living purity. We devoted ourselves, we committed ourselves to faithfulness in in prayer and devotion to God and commitment to His Word. Devoting ourselves to integrity in our life. Every day, day in, day out, I'm going to watch my tongue to make sure my words are appropriate, to make sure I'm not violating these, my words, uh, or violating people with my words, my tongue, committing ourselves. In Hebrews chapter 10, we're committing ourselves to the church, to one another, fellowshipping together. Christian life is very, very practical. And let me give you let me give you a warning here. Walking away from God giving responsibilities, folks, is walking away from God Himself. That's what we see in Scripture. You say, Well, I don't want to be a dad anymore. I just walk away from my family. You're walking away not from your family only, but you're walking away from God. 
God-given responsibilities, the God-given role that you have. Walk away from that wife. Walk away from those children. And I've seen it. I've seen it. I don't know how they do it. They, they just can, can pick up one day. I'm tired of being married. I had a cousin just uh, my mom's funeral uh, back in May. And, and I didn't know this about my cousin and her, her husband. Her husband is actually a pastor. This a little tiny church. Ran off with the church secretary. It was just a classic thing. Didn't even know about this. And she was telling me about this. And so one day he, he just woke up and he goes down to the basement and gets his, he takes all of his clothes, puts them all in this box and just gets rid of them. And he goes and uh, hooks up with the secretary and they're gone and never sees them. Walks away from his family, walks away from his ministry, walks away from his children, his wife. He's walking away from God. You walk away from your faithfulness on a practical level. You're walking away from God. And I have to ask the question to myself, am I faithful? Am I faithful in the little things? Could God give me more responsibility? I need to keep in mind that, that faithfulness is practical. It's a very practical thing. Another thing, one last thing we have to keep in mind is faithfulness is a mindset. It's a mindset. Faithfulness is a mindset. We, we don't, we, we look at, we, we don't look at a marathon and a hundred yard dash in the same, the same way, do we? When we, when we're dealing with a marathon, there's a mindset to a marathon. You can't just do that with adrenaline for a hundred yards and, and you're done. No, a marathon, 60 or 26 miles. That's, that's a long way. It's a mental, again, it's a mental game. We've had one of our young, uh, girls, uh, to go to states in Virginia. She did pretty well, I think. In the States, and I'm so, so proud that Kristen that uh, went to the States, uh, Kevin Compton's, one of Kevin Compton's daughters. And, and sh- there's a mindset with a hundred yard dash that's not there with a, with a uh, marathon. And there's a mindset with a marathon that's not there for a hundred yard dash. There's two different things, two different things. And we prepare ourselves for faithfulness. I want you to see this. First Corinthians chapter four. First Corinthians chapter four. Um, just kind of point these things out to us. Verse one. Paul just makes this so clear. He says, um, "Let a man regard us. This is the way. This is the way we should be seen. Let a man regard us as uh, guard us in this." In this manner, let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ. (laughs) This is a servant mindset. If you are going to be a faithful servant, you have to have a servant's mindset. That's long term. Servant mindset and stewardship or stewards of as stewards of of the manifold. I'm sorry. um, a servant of Christ and steward of the mystery of God. I mean, that's good. That's good. We have to, we have to see ourselves and other people need to see us. We have to have the mindset of being a servant, a servant of God. It's a servant mindset. Another part of, or element of the mindset is that we're on the same team. And that's Paul's point. If you go back one page there, 1 Corinthians 3, 8... Verse 7, he says this, So then, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the increase. You know that verse. 
Now he who plants and he who waters is one. We're we're united here, even though we may have different uh, abilities, different skills, we may be faithful in different areas of life in, in contributing to the church. We're one. We're one. We're on a team. We're on a team. That's a mindset. You're not some rogue going off by yourself doing your own thing. No, this is a team mindset, a servant mindset, and a team mindset. And then if we go back to First Timothy and um, and we see this uh, this compare it with what Paul told Timothy about being a faithful minister of the word of God. And he says, pursue these things. And he says, give attention to yourself and to your teaching and take pains with these things. He's talking about skill. It's a skillful mindset. We go into it analytical so that we can become better. People can see, people can see our increase. People can see that we've gotten better and better. I, uh, and it's a mindset. And we train ourselves for a marathon. We train ourselves for these things. I had the privilege of meeting uh, Jeff Harding. Jeff Harding was a, uh, he, he came to our, our capital and he gave a, um, his testimony one time and I was able to meet him and talk with him a little bit. And he actually went out and planted a church after he retired. He was, a, he was the, the, center, or the center for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Big guy. Big guy. And, um, and all his job was is to snap the ball. Take the ball on the ground and give it to the, give it to the quarterback. Snap the ball. He had done it thousands of times. Thousands of times. And he had to have the mindset of a faithful servant. Here's the way I'm going to serve my team. You mean I don't get the glory of the quarterback? You mean I don't get to run the long distance and catch the ball? No, all you do is you snap the ball and you do it right. And he became all pro. He's a wonderful guy, great testimony, loved the Lord, and he was just faithful. A servant mindset, a team mindset, and he got better and better, and he was skilled. He was skilled at what he did, and and he was able to make a living from that. Um, You know, I could do, now hear me out, I could do my wife's job I can do her job. I can get up on a Saturday morning if she's gone. And man, I can get those dishes washed. And I can wash all the clothes, clean the house. And man, I've got it, boy. I'm going to be the husband of the year. The thing is, is I can't do her job faithfully. I can't do her job week in, week out, day in, day out, cooking every day. Doing laundry all the time. It's, it's hard. It's so much, so much detail. I just, I see this mountain and I just get confused. I can't, I just can't do it over the long period. And I can do it one time. That's a difference, isn't it? It's a different. It, we, we're called to faithfulness. We're called to faithfulness. Now let me give you a warning. This is a warning to my own heart. There's a warning here. There are those who are faithful to their family, day in, day out, faithful, haven't divorced, nice people. 
They're faithful to their church. They, they've gotten plugged in. They're doing something. They're, they're doing something in the church. They're faithful at that. Again, nice people. But sometimes they're faithful to their family. They're faithful to their church. But their heart is not faithful to God. And that's where it counts. I, I, can't, I can't see the heart. All I can see is faithfulness. And so I'm going to say, uh, good job. I appreciate your commitment to our church. I appreciate your faithfulness. But you know what? Their heart may be far from God. And the Bible calls that hypocrisy. It calls it hypocrisy. And when it counts, God is going to say, or Christ is going to say, as He said in, in um, Matthew chapter 7, He's going to say, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I did not know you. I don't even know you. Um, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You thought, well, some of them said, well, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. You know what? That was lawlessness. That was not a devotion uh, and loyalty to me. That was a devotion and loyalty to yourself. To yourself. Not faithful to God. You're, you, can, you can demonstrate some faithfulness, but that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily indicate a heart. You can't have a heart change without faithfulness. But you can be faithful without having a heart change. And that's the warning. That's the warning. Faith does not save us, or faithfulness does not save us. It is a result of salvation. And we must, faithfulness must be, must accommodate a heart for God. It has to be both. It has to be both. And so it's a warning. It's a scary thing. We have to examine ourselves. And we have to say, what is the pattern of my life? Lord, genuinely, in my heart, will I hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Or will I hear, depart from me, you who work iniquity? I never even knew you. Man, that's scary stuff. It's scary stuff. We focus upon Christ. We, we realize that it's going to be practical day in, day out, but it's a mindset. And it's a mindset that is devoted to God. Only it's not devoted to, to me. It's not devoted to self at all. The Holy Spirit, He will produce the loyalty in the believer's life, the loyalty to Christ in the believer's life, and it'll come out. It'll be demonstrated ultimately in, in, a, in a commitment, an overall broad commitment, but that will as well be a daily faithfulness to Christ. Let me just give you this real quick. Why is faithfulness so hard? Why is faithfulness so hard? Because we lose heart. We lose heart, and Paul recognized that in Galatians chapter 6. In fact, it's, a, it's the same. He says this, he says, do not lose heart. He says, let us not lose heart in doing good. Don't lose heart. For in doing, in due time, we will, we will reap if we do not grow weary. <laughs> Don't grow weary. Be faithful. Be faithful. We, uh, we're not faithful sometimes just because we get distracted and we, we've seen that. And Paul, uh, Tim read for us the verses about being the hard, uh, the, the soldier that, that, that works hard, the farmer that works hard, and the, the athlete that, that works hard. Don't get distracted and entangled in the, the affairs of men and we keep our priorities 
straight. There was a there's a guy named, and I'll end with this, Kevin Vickers. He's in Canada, and he's a sergeant at arms at the uh, Canadian House of Commons. And just a few weeks ago, you probably heard about this. This man, this crazed lunatic, goes in and he's going to shoot the place up. And this sergeant of arms, this this faithful man, unassuming, he was characterized as modest, um, solemn, and silent. That's what they said. He'd been there for a long, long time. 29 years with the force. I don't know if it was. He was just faithful. And his job was so monotonous. And we had them in the state capitals when I was, you know, with capital ministries. And, and these men, they, they just had a boring job. Really? Boring job. But I tell you what, when it counted, he was faithful. He was faithful. And when it counted, somebody came in. He protected those people. And he did what needed to be done. He took care of this crazed killer. But he was just faithful. And when it comes time, he just the next day he gets up, he puts on his uniform, he comes back in, and he does the same thing that he did the day before. And he comes in and he stands at the House of Commons, and he's just doing his job, and man, the place just erupts. And they clap for this man. Why? Just, just because he's faithful. He's faithful. And when it comes time to do what he needed to do, boy, he just took care of business and he was faithful. We might not always get the glory. Faithfulness is not about glory. We get that. We'll get that when when the time comes. It's about being faithful. It's about being a plotter. And it's about being the the very hallmark of what it is to be a believer. It's faithfulness. Let's pray. Father, strong stuff, hard stuff, Lord. We recognize we can't do it. We recognize that we are not faithful. Lord, every day we get up and and we can find an excuse. We can rationalize away anything. Lord, please, Holy Spirit, continue to produce within our lives faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for the promise that you have given us, that, that you are producing faithfulness in us. Lord, what a wonderful thing because... It's a characteristic that's just lacking. Lord, we get scared, we get weary, we get distracted, and Lord, all of a sudden our faithfulness is gone. So we depend upon you. We just depend upon you, Lord. Keep us faithful. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.